Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Eddie Trunk, and it's time for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday, podcastone.com, Spotify, and of course, Apple Podcast, and uh, a variety of other outlets, however you listen each and every week. Thank you for doing so, wherever you are in the world, appreciate your support, and hope you enjoy the in-depth interviews that I bring you with some of your favorite rock and metal artists here every Thursday on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Remember that uh, you got the new ones Thursday. You remember it's totally free. Remember my social media, at Eddie Trunk, especially Twitter, where I am most active. Instagram, fan page on Facebook, and eddietrunk.com is the website. Also, Got an appearance this week. If you are listening in the Las Vegas area, I will be in Vegas on Friday night at a place called Backstage Bar and Billiards, Fremont Street, hosting the Bald Man Show there with a killer group. It's free. You do need to register to come in, though. Just you need to get a link. Uh, link is on my website in the trunk report on eddytrunk.com and Come on down and hang Friday night, headed to Vegas. Looking forward to it. Spending some time out there, taking a little vacation as well. So it should be fun. And I did a gig with these guys in Ohio last week. That was a lot of fun as well. Free show. How can you beat that, especially in a pandemic where there's hardly anything else going on? And I think you'll have a good time if you come out. Also, if you're looking for a personalized video for you or someone as a gift, I am on Cameo. Find me at Cameo.com. Just search my name. And, of course, we'd like to thank the sponsor that we have for us that's made some very cool Trunk Nation stickers. That would be Goodies. Goodies Hangover is their new product. It is a powerful pain reliever and a boosting ingredient. Gives you fast pain relief and a boost of alertness to help battle the groggy, tired feeling that comes with a hangover. It's hangover relief at the speed of powder. It's available at Walmart, Dollar General, Amazon, other retailers. More information at goodiespowder.com. And being that I am packing right now to go to Vegas, I am going to pack some goodies hangover because I don't often overindulge, but it's Vegas. You know what I mean? (laughs) So we'll see. Um, Anything else I need to tell you here at the top? Of course, as I always tell you, All the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast originate on my Sirius XM radio show, which is called Trunk Nation and is live every Monday through Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, unless I'm on vacation, then it's a best of. And then there's nightly replays, 10 to midnight Eastern, and there's full shows, audio, video, more on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also have a sixth show for you on Mondays on Hair Nation, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern. There is the Terrestrial Syndicated Radio Show and, of course, this podcast making eight radio shows or broadcasts a week that I bring you and whatever ones you check out and connect with. Thank you for doing so. And I always tell you, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, 
and you don't already have SiriusXM and you are not listening daily on volume, you are only getting a tiny fraction here on this podcast each week of what I'm doing on a daily basis. So please come on board and join me. All right. So today on the podcast, we've got a double dip for you. Well, it's one interview, but it's with two people. (laughs) Uh, Damon Johnson, who has played with Alice Cooper, Thin Lizzy, Brother Kane, Black Star Riders, now has a solo career, very talented guy. Damon is on and joining him at the same time for the interview is Judas Priest guitarist Richie Faulkner. These guys were both on with me together in late September because they did a live stream where they did a Thin Lizzy tribute show. And I got to tell you, in all of the live streams that are going on out there, and we know there are a ton of them, this one was one of my favorite ones because they played so well and the songs are so great. And uh, Jared Pope, good friend on drums. It was a killer stream if you watched it. I don't think it's archived anywhere still, but it was really, really cool. So needless to say, in terms of timeline, you're going to hear a lot pushed and talked about with that stream, which has already happened. Uh, it It happened over a month ago. But there's still enough great stuff in here from Richie Faulkner and some stuff on Priest and Damon Johnson and what he's got going on and also uh, just some great Thin Lizzy talk as well. And remember, as I always tell you, I cannot play music on the podcast. So if you hear us talking about setting up a song or going into a song, you do not hear it here on the podcast by design because of publishing. We cannot put it on here. But that being said, you can easily go and find it, of course, where you find all your music, streaming, YouTube, whatever the case may be. So Richie Faulkner, Damon Johnson together, some Priest talk, some Thin Lizzy talk, some Rock talk, coming up on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome to the MIP. Yeah! (laughs) Michael Irvin Podcast. You knew this was coming. Guess who? Let me start this thing off. Join me every week for the Michael Irvin Podcast. We'll give you the full MIP experience. I'm talking everything from football to fashion. I will be chopping it up with playmakers, headline makers, and I am throwing haymakers. I'm the MVP of the MIP. Don't miss it. Download new episodes of the MIP, the Michael Irvin Podcast, every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Hey, it's Eddie Trunk. Let's get to it right now. Damon Johnson and Richie Faulkner together on this week's podcast. It's it's interesting because the guy that's got a new album to promote is the one that's late to this call and should be joining us any second. Uh, the responsible one is the guy guesting with him on a Thin Lizzy live stream, and he's wearing an absolutely brilliant T-shirt. Judas Priest guitarist Richie Faulkner. Good to see you, man. It's been a little bit. How are you? I'm very well, Eddie. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I mean, bloody Damon, man. He should have been a drummer. You know, he's always bloody late. Oh, he's joined. There he is. He's just turned up. Look, talking to the devil, and the horns appear. There he is. He's turned up, and he's sideways. We've got you sideways, Damon. There you go. (laughs) It is the the pandemic world that we we live in, fellas. Oh, my God. How you guys doing? Good, man. You didn't miss anything. Uh, I just was joking. We were both joking. Uh, Richie was saying you should be a drummer for turning up late. And I said, you're the one who's got a new record. You're the one with the new record to promote, and you're the, the, the late guy in. But good to see you, man. Great to see you too, Eddie. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to see you. Now I only see me. Somebody tell me how to get this going. Dude, there's always the way at the beginning of these calls. The first five minutes is always us old bastards trying to figure out how to work everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly right, <laughs> Richie. Totally right. Yeah, but, but uh, it's all good. It's great to see you, Eddie. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I got no complaints. I'm still able to work and I'm still, you know, got my gig every day. And it's, uh, you know, it's been, it's been rough for everybody and everybody's taking their hits, but everybody's kind of figuring it out. And I think we can all say, let's hope that we're on the back end of this and better times ahead sooner than later. I think we're all hoping for that. Um, but Damon, so I want to talk about this stream you guys are doing together. I guess let's talk about the stream first. 
And actually, let's talk about your relationship with Richie because I was thinking about this and I'm saying, would that have been, would you guys have gotten to know each other when Black Star Riders played with Priest? Was that where you guys sort of made a connection or was there something before that? Yeah, man, it goes, it goes way before that. And it's funny you asked that because Richie, I was going to ask you, what was the year that you and Lauren toured with us in the Alice Cooper band? Was that 2009? Do you know what? I was trying to remember. Uh, we did a gig with you guys in 2006 in Sheffield city hall. Um, that's what it was. Yeah. 2006. All right. Um, Everybody's been asking me in interviews, you know, how long we've known each other, because your question is is pretty obvious, Eddie, because then Lizzie supported Judas Priest in 2011, and then Black Star Riders supported Judas Priest back in, uh, I guess, 2018. So, uh, but yeah, man, I first met Richie way back in 2006, and I just remember uh, having a couple conversations with him, clearly from his playing, you know, he was fantastic then, and I knew we had some influences in common and, you know, roll the clock forward, 2011, I've just left Alice Cooper to join Thin Lizzy. Our very first tour dates were in uh, Texas supporting Judas Priest. And to tell you the honest truth, man, I didn't even realize <laughs> that, that Richie was in Judas Priest. Uh, what year did you join Priest, Richie? 2011. I think it was the same okay. year. Well, that's right. So, Eddie. That's exactly what happened. I'm in catering and Richie came walking in and I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was the tea boy. I was making the tea, you know. <laughs> well, I so, think, you know, well, that, that was the first time I saw Richie. And I think a lot of people uh, learned about Richie when, when you played with Lauren Harris. And for people that don't know, Lauren Harris is Steve Harris's daughter. Uh, from Iron Maiden and they opened you guys opened shows for Maiden and Lauren did a record at that time I had her on my show I remember and I think that was the first time Richie and I met as well and and uh I think Richie she she's I was talking to Steve not long ago she gave up music right I think Steve told me she's moved into trying to do acting now she's done with music right yeah she's very much the kind of person who wants to give 100 percent to one thing rather than 50 percent to two things, for example. So uh, she tried uh, she tried music for a little while after I left and then got into acting and then kind of wanted to pick one. So she went the acting route. Uh, and I think she's doing quite well. I think she's got, uh, she's got a few parts in some major, some movies over the last few years. I think one of them was, she was the stunt double for um, uh, Felicity Jones in the Rogue One movie. I think she was, uh, uh, she's actually, there's a shot of her hand in the movie. Um so that, that's quite a cool thing, but uh, yeah, she's pursuing she's pursuing acting, and uh, you know, she Lauren was never one to back down from a challenge, and she got us out of a few scrapes in the band a few times. So she's very much like her father; like she wants to focus on one thing and and one thing only. So good luck to her, you know. So that's where a lot of people saw you playing with Lauren Harris with uh, opening for Maiden and and the shows you did, and that's where you connected with Damon. But did Priest? find you through that gig as well richie i don't recall like the connection to joining priest from that was that direct was that because they had seen you playing with lauren it, it was partly it was partly that there was um i was recommended to them uh via a good friend of mine pete friesen who ironically enough coincidentally used to play in the fucking alice cooper band <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's like an incestuous <laughs> thing going on here but um, yeah. so um, a couple of the a couple of the crew guys knew Pete from a band called the Almighty, which incidentally was fronted by Ricky, Ricky fucking Warwick. Right. So there you go. Um, and for one reason or another, Pete put them onto me. Um, I used to play with Pete in a cover band back in the early two thousands, and uh, he, Pete gave them by, by no fault of his own. He, I don't think so. Anyway, he gave them a, an old number. He gave them a wrong number. So. Um, Priests were persistent, fortunately enough for me, and they contacted Maiden's uh, production team um, and asked if they've, if anyone's got my number. So it wasn't completely uh, down to that connection, but that definitely helped when trying to track me down and finding out, uh, you know, a relevant number for me. And then they called me up. 
It's amazing. You know, all the dots connect and you never know who oh, you're yeah. going to run into, where and how in this business. And for as, as many artists and musicians are in it, it actually is a pretty small circle when you really think about it, that eventually you do run into some of these people and somebody you may see in the opening act could go on to be in the headlining act a couple of years later. And I'm amazed. You know, I was wondering, Richie, out loud before you came on how long it had been that you'd been in Priest. I, I, I thought it was around 10 years and uh, I'm wondering, next year then would be your 10th anniversary. Have you talked to the guys? Are you going to get a watch, a ring? Is there some sort of <laughs> – do, do you get you get something for a decade in priest? <laughs> do you know what? That's, that's a good question, and you're absolutely right. It's coming up to a decade. Uh, and to be honest, without being a dick, you know, without being cliche about it, I mean, I got into the band on their farewell tour. You know, whatever that meant at the time, whatever farewell means to different people, I was under no illusion that Priest was going to be going any more than two, three years, maybe, maximum. So to be, still be, you know, just come off a tour with Priest, more or less, uh, we're, we're working on new music with Priest, as everyone knows, 10 years later is, is, you know, everything I can ever ask for. I know it's a bit of a cliche answer, but it's true, man. You know, I only thought I'd be around for a couple of years and then the band was going to maybe retire. But 10 years later, still uh, still going strong. Uh, hey, that, Richie, awesome, Richie, I have to tell you, man, that there's some commonality about that, because when I left Alice Cooper to join Thin Lizzy in 2011, it was literally going to be the six weeks with you guys. And then they were everybody was going to go back home and just kind of see what's up. And we never came off the road. We stayed on the road all of 2012. That's when the Black Star Writers idea came together. And, uh, you know, in the blink of an eye. Six or seven years had passed. I'm sure you know what we're talking about, Eddie. It's like it's just the nature of the beast. It's how it's how it happens. Well, people I always to... ask me, you know, what's the secret to 50? I mean, I don't know. I haven't been around for 50 years, but people ask me what I think. Being on the inside, what I think that secret is to to being together for being together almost half a century. Uh, and you know, one of the reasons is you can see how infectious it is. You know, you you get out on the road. You know, Damon, you get out on the road and you play music to these fans in these countries around the world, and it inspires you to write new music. And when you're writing the music and putting it down, it's like, you, oh, we can't get back. We can't wait to get back to Japan or Brazil or England and play these songs. And then you go and do that, and then the cycle goes around again. And I mean, Thin Lizzy and Judas Priest have had such loyal fans both now for fifty years. Um, you know, it's, it, both bands are really fortunate. And again, to be out there making music and performing for fans 50 years later is, is as big a gift as anyone can ever ask for. Yeah, I always say, because it's a big talking point with so many of the artists that I have on, is when when to say when, and you have a lot of bands that have done farewells or retirements and then pulled back on it. I, I had Priest on my show uh, Richie, I think just before you were in the band that they were talking about and promoting a farewell at that time, uh, the guys in Deep Purple, I just actually went on the road with them not too long ago, and they've been calling their tour the Long Goodbye, and I just talked to Roger Glover a couple weeks ago, and Roger's like, they just put out a new record that's really good, and Roger's like, yeah, I think we're going to make another one. It's just, it, and, and my, my, my position on that, though, when you talk about Priest or you talk about Alice Cooper, both could fall into this category. Go as long as you want, as long as you're still good. And in both of those cases, I mean, people love Firepower. Great record. I saw one of the shows on the tour. Alice, I see all the time. He's unbelievably great still. So as long as you're not going to the show and saying, oh, my God, these are guys are a creaky shell of what they used to be, then why stop? And Purple's still great, too. I mean, you got these guys been doing it 50 years, but some of them are still really, really good. And to me, that's the only criteria that I want to see a band stop as a fan is if it becomes bad. And it's like, oh, I don't want to remember them like this. I think that I think that's well said, Eddie. And I remember talking with Alice about that at different points in time. And, you know, he's very outspoken with saying the barometer for him is very simple. It's the Rolling Stones. He's like, Damon, as long as the Stones are still out playing yeah. and putting on great shows and, you know, obviously, um, you know, having a having an engaging front man like Mick Jagger. I mean, the guy's the ever ready bunny, just like Alice. I mean, they're in great shape. They're healthy. You know, uh, I hope I hope all these bands continue to play forever. And, uh, you know, man, it's um, it's a thrill for me to have had the experience of playing in Thin Lizzy since 2011 
uh, going through the experience with Black Star Riders was fantastic. Writing songs with Ricky Warwick, with Scott Gorham. And for me, Eddie, it was really that time period that kind of got my creative wheels turning again, like not since way back in the Brother Kane days. And I started thinking, man, I'd like to get back behind the microphone, singing my own songs. And that's what gave me the idea to start committing more full time to, to my own music, to a solo career. So, you know, I toured a lot last year. As you know, we, uh, we got to support UFO back in February. We did dates with the winery dogs back last, last spring. Uh, did an amazing run with my friends in Clutch toward the end of the year. There's a lot of momentum I was starting to feel. And uh, so that's when I started writing what is my new record that uh, the single is coming out tomorrow. Um, so we had all these plans, man. It was momentum. We had plans. Nick Raskulinix is producing my new record. I know you're a fan of Nick's, Eddie. As Nick's we a regular are. listener of the show. He, he texts me yeah. every day after whatever I'm talking about. He's like, hey, check this out, or he comments on something, and we're, we're in touch all the time. He's, he's, he's not only a great producer, he's a great rock fan. He's really great to, to talk music with. So a total rock fan, man. So, you know, and then, of course, mid-March, everything shuts down. Uh, we can't finish the record. Everybody's got to go home, stay home. And certainly my family and I are committed to standing on the side of health and safety and doing whatever we can do, man, to try to manage this and, and get out of it one day. But it is certainly not ideal for musicians, artists, you know, people that want to be putting out new music. It's a scary time. I feel like I'm very fortunate to be in the position as being a fully independent artist. I don't have to have a bunch of board meetings with a major label and, you know, a major promotion company and all, all that stuff. Um, I look to more, there's a lot of Americana artists that I really look to who are independent or somebody like Joe Bonamassa, you know, Joe puts out his own records on his own label. So that's, I'm committed to that platform. So we've recorded about two thirds of the album, Eddie. And um, we were sitting on a couple of these great tracks, particularly the title track battle lessons so we just decided, man, let's put it out. Let's just go ahead and put it out. We had planned to have the full release done by tomorrow, September 25th. So we kind of stuck to that date, like let's put the single out at least then. So I wanted to do something special. I couldn't think, you know, I was starting to think outside the box. My trio and I have done two or three live streams over this summer, uh, which has been fun. You know, it's, it's, it's given us something to do. It's kind of fed our musical souls and, my little fan base has, has enjoyed it. But um, I know that you're aware there's a lot of talk about Thin Lizzy right now. There's a Phil lineup movie coming out. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Thin Lizzy. So there's been a lot of talk about that. And, you know, then you add the amazing, crazy good fortune that my old friend Richie Faulkner moved to Nashville last year. And now he just lives down the street from me. <laughs> and so I, I called him and I said, hey, man, you want to you wanna play some songs? I'm thinking about doing playing some Thin Lizzy songs and we're going to play my new single. And Eddie, he couldn't get the word yes out of his mouth <laughs> any faster. And uh, I'm so thrilled, man. It's an honor to have his participation. Uh, we had a run through on Saturday. Brother, it is going to be insane. I cannot wait for people to see this. All right. Well, we're going to talk. I want to talk a little bit more about this stream and what you guys are doing together. But before we move to that, first of all, it seems like everybody on the planet in the rock world has moved to Nashville or that area in the last eight to 10 years. It's unbelievable. Like every artist I have on. Yeah. I, I live in Nashville. I'm moving there. Richie, what facilitated that move for you um, to, to set up camp there? It's just the music community. Oh, really? Um, I was I was I lived in Florida at the time, and I was getting a bit bored with the uh, incessant heat and humidity. Now I, I love Florida, um, but like Christmas Day was like a, a day in mid, mid August, and growing up in in the cold north of England, um, well not in the north of England, but in the northern hemisphere in England, like Christmas was was cold, and it was it was you know pubs with a with a roaring fire and a baked potato and stuff like that. So. <laughs> You know, I just wanted I wanted some like some autumn, like some fall weather, and I wanted to look forward to the seasons. You know, when the season 
of spring rolls around after a four-month winter, you look forward to it, you appreciate it, and you enjoy the summer, and the same thing happens. So that was, you know, I was just looking for a change, and my better half knew a few people uh, around in and around Nashville, and um, and there was, a, there was a couple of options, and uh, I knew a couple of people in Nashville as well. So we, we looked here, and uh, we found a place, and uh, and the rest is history, so to speak. So um, it wasn't really for the, the music uh you know, the opportunities and stuff like that. I knew a few people here because of the music scene, uh, but it was just I fancied a change and uh, wanted somewhere a bit more green and still still uh, visit the, the coast of, of Florida sometimes, but, you know, the seasons and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's basically what it is. I'd love to say it was, uh, you know, for the music, but it weren't really. But here I am <laughs> sitting in a load of music and marshals and stuff. But uh, obviously it's in our blood. It's going to happen. But um, no, it's a beautiful part of the world. It's nice and green where we are and, uh, you know, Everyone's fairly, uh, what's the word, uh, fairly smart with what's been going on and looking after themselves and each other and taking precautions. So when the opportunity came up uh, with Damon, when Damon gave me a call, everyone's looking after their own, you know, making sure they've got their own bases covered. And that goes for everyone. And it seems like there's, there's uh, you know, you've got to be careful where you say things these times, but less risk. Uh, again, everyone by this time has got their own uh, house in order. So, um, yeah, we got together for a rehearsal. Um, again, everyone's safe and everything like that. But I'll tell you what, man, it was good to fire up the amps after. We haven't been on the road with Priest uh, over a year now. We finished in Las Vegas at the end of June 2019. I was so at was that great. show. Oh, you were that one. Oh, brilliant. Okay. I, I saw that show. It was fantastic. I was I was sitting up on the top and just watching it. It was fantastic. I was there. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for coming, dude. I mean, we didn't know you were there. But, uh, yeah, I was there. Just, just, to fire up those marshals after, you know, a year – was a good thing and a bad thing for our ears because our ears have had a year off. They're like, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, um, it felt really good, man, just to, to, to get together with a good band with some great songs and, uh, and to rock out. So, you know, looking forward to tomorrow, absolutely. You, and you have another consideration. We mentioned this off the air, but 11 weeks ago, you became a dad and you have a daughter now. So you're, you're, you're raising a family. So you need to put down some roots in a cool place like Tennessee, I would think. Well, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of the uh, you know we found a beautiful house that kind of lent itself to a family. It was too big for me and, and, and the wife, you know, but it was it was big enough to kind of maybe start putting down roots, and that was part of the semi plan. And then it just kind of happened that way. Um, so yeah, uh, she's eleven weeks. She's a uh, and and I mean, you count your blessings, really. I mean, this whole coronavirus has been brutal to a lot of people, and you know, it's, everyone's affected by it in one way or another. But we were going to be out, obviously, like everyone else was. This summer just passed uh, for three months, two months in Europe. Um, I was going to miss the baby's birth. So, um, you know, it's just that's what we do for a living. And, you know, as I said, my better half is dialed into that. She knows our world and everything and was accommodating. And it's just it's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know. But because of all that, that got postponed till next year. I'm here for the baby's birth and this stage of her life. So, as I said, man, it's a silver lining um to sort of maybe offset some of the the grief that's going on out there so you know it's as i said you count your blessings yeah there's a lot of artists i've talked to in the last six months who are actively that actively tour sometimes in more than one band and that's the biggest thing that they've all relayed to me is like yeah it sucks not being on the road and it sucks not having the work but the flip side is if you can afford to do it it actually is kind of cool to sort of reconnect and be home a little bit and sort of you know get that that bond going and for you having a child i mean that turned into being a a a great uh, a great blessing how do you like being a dad how's it feel it's a it's a trip, man. It's it's like you look into your own eyes, you know. And it's, you know, like everyone tells you, you can't prepare yourself um, until it happens. You know, people people have got loads of different accounts and different stories to tell you what to expect and do. It all goes out the window once you have it, as as you both know. Uh, it's a it's a new set of rules. There's no sort of there's there's no um, nothing can prepare you for it. Uh, and it's funny, you know, you call up people and everyone's. Either you know, you call up a friend. I call up Damon, or I spoke to uh, Phil Demmel from Machine or X Machine a couple of months ago, and he's doing his fence. I spoke to another friend of mine. He's he's learning <laughs> gardening. He's doing his rockery. You know, I spoke to me dad the other day. He's doing he's painting his house. Everyone's like doing home improvements and stuff. So it, it's a really um, you know, it's a weird time. But everyone, you know, it's the human spirit, man. Everyone's kind of making the best of the situation uh for the most part and uh you know and these things where everyone's 
you know, we're, we're, are we seven months in now or six months in now? It's six, a few seven, months yeah. now anyway. Yeah. Um, and a few things are starting to happen. You know, as I said before, people got their houses in check, um, if you know what I mean. So Bonamassa, as Damon said, just done something at the Rhyme and obviously no no audience. I think he had like a cut-out audience, which was really cool. Um, mm. People are starting to sort of move around because, you know, as um, was it Jurassic Park where Ian Malcolm says, life finds a way, you know, and after, after a certain time, like, people start to... <laughs> figure out you know what can we do how can we do it and it makes us all us creatives yourself as well Eddie like look at different ways of doing things how can we do this how can we reach this people how can we still put out the things we love to do in a different way and you know sometimes you know like all these live streams and people are still looking to create music and get it out to the masses and the masses are still wanting that entertainment so people will find a way man and uh, this is just another representation of that so for people that don't know, uh, your daughter's uh, grandfather is George Lynch. And I know what? George. I know. <laughs> I know George oh, very well. <laughs> what is what is George like as a father-in-law? And, and have, has the kid started playing guitar yet between the two of you? The genes must be unbelievable. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, George's daughter, who's my better half, you know, she's got a beautiful tiny little leather jacket from the early 80s and it's got baby scary on it and it's got like a like a painted i think i I didn't follow docken or lynchmob or anything like that so i wouldn't really know but i think it's like a a logo on the back and it's like literally this big when she was a baby so you know our baby's gonna get that but um the first time george and his wife came over the the night they got here me and george just played guitar all night so uh you know the, the women chatted and me and george just played guitar and um George is a lovely guy, you know, he's, he's uh, like a quiet, humble guy. He's a killer guitar player, as we all know. Um, and he's, he, keep, he texts Mariah every day, like, when can I see my granddaughter? When can I see my granddaughter? But, um, yeah, man, we, we sat there, we played guitar, we, you know, we talked about guitars. And he, he's a big Priest fan as well, you know. He's, he's, uh, he loves Priest. And um, so, yeah, we were talking all night until I put on some Eric Johnson. And then that kind of shut us both up and we didn't want to play guitar anymore. <laughs> so we, you know, um, no, but he's a lovely guy, man. I think we're going to see him soon as well. So, uh, yeah, man, as I said before, it's, it's the next in line of, uh, you know, that heritage, George Lynch, Lynch mob, Docker, and there's Judas Priest in there. And now we've got a little, the little uh, princess. So um, she's the next in line in the, in the, the gunslingers, you know. So uh, yeah. she's, she's actually, she's got, I know you've got to go into a break, man. But um, uh, EMG, you know, EMG pickups, they sent me this beautiful pink flying V uh for a first guitar i'll have to send you a picture of it it's absolutely beautiful it's bright pink with a little pickup in it and uh, it actually plays well so that's her first guitar so she's well on her way now (laughs) that's brilliant that's great stuff well congratulations so damon take us through this what what have you guys worked out for tomorrow and for people that watch the stream and get a ticket this is live live you didn't do it already right it's not a canned thing you're actually playing live that's right and you know, I'm really grateful that my band, my trio, has had the benefit of doing two or three streams already this summer. It kind of helped us get around the technical aspect of it. I remember there was like some anxiety the first time we did it. We, you just, it's just such a wacky concept if you think about it. Um, but yeah, this we're stepping it up. The the place that we've been doing the live streams as a trio, Eddie, we have a friend that's got a a little home studio and it's perfect for the three of us to get in there and, you know, be six feet apart and we can play and, and it's easy. But there was uh once we added Richie that four people, it's impossible. So what we're going to do, man, we're stepping it up. We're taking out the big room at uh, SIR, at SIR rehearsal facility here in Nashville. And uh, we're going to bring in a couple of lights. You know, we got the Marshall stacks and, the big drums and Jared Pope who says hello, by the way, Love um, Jared. You, you know, man, we just, for us, as Richie mentioned earlier, it just feels like a, a proper gig. It feels like a regular gig up to the point, you know, when you end the song and there's dead <laughs> silence, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the hardest thing to, uh, you don't even want to get used to it. It's, it's hard to, to, to get your head around that. But, um, 
Yeah, and I'm used to that anyway. I'm used to that anyway. You know, I used to. I remember times not so long ago. I used to play a song and finish it, and it'll be dead silence anyway. So I'm, I'm well, I'm close to that. Richie's in his comfort hey, well, zone. Well, speak for yourself, pal. I've been playing to this massive crowd since I was 17. Not really. Um, but Eddie, you know what, man? One of the one of the most fun aspects of this was putting the set list together. And I was no, going to ask you we're about not, that. We're not. We're not going to reveal the entire set list. We want to keep some of it a surprise. We're definitely going to cover some of the hits because we love those songs as much as we do the deep cuts, but uh, definitely going to be some surprises. Uh, there's certainly people in the guitar community that are familiar with Thin, Liggy, Thin Lizzy's legacy of incredible players. So, um, you know, online there's been a few fans asking about specific songs and I'll just give them a thumbs up, which means, yeah, we're going to do Emerald. Yes, we're going to do Black Rose. <laughs> oh, all right. That's news to Richie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, Who's Gary Moore in this equation? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, that was one thing that was kind of easy, uh, you know, because on paper you go, oh, my God, you're going to play Thin Lizzy. you got to split up all those parts. All I had to do was tell Richie, hey, man, play all of Scott Gorham's parts, because that's the way it is in the band now. Uh, for the most part, you know, I'm covering all the Brian Robertson and the Gary Moore and some of the Snowy White stuff. But um, we have taken some liberties, Eddie. We, we, we changed some of the arrangements. I definitely wanted to give Richie a platform, you know, to stretch out on some stuff. And uh, I'll say it right here on your show and to your face, Richie, brother, you are killing it. It just sounds so fantastic playing these songs with you. And, um, you know, Richie, Richie, much like myself, man, you know, playing with then Lizzie, you, you want to, you want to stay true to the spirit of those songs. And also for me as a fan, if I go see, you know, uh, uh, you know, an alternate version of any classic band, I'd like for the guitar players to stick to those great parts that I've, I've loved and, and gotten accustomed to my Especially whole life. Especially then Lizzie. Especially, Especially thin, thin Lizzie. Two guitars, yeah. Yeah, man. And Richie's absolutely doing that while at the same time bringing his own style to it, which is incredible and impeccable in itself. So, uh, listen, man, it's a thrill for me to hear him playing with us. I can't imagine how much the fans are going to love it when uh, when we play. Well, we don't know how it's going to go yet. They, they, they might not love it. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, are you singing? Eddie, like, go oh, on, go hey, ahead, sorry, Richie. Go I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, the interesting thing was when, uh, you know, Damon sent me the songs that we're looking to do, and I've been playing, you know, the majority of these songs for years in cover bands, and it was, the hard thing was to, because I, I, there'd never been really any rules about who plays what. It's like, I was usually the main guitar player, so you just take whichever harmony you feel like. So it was kind of relearning the songs it, with the different harmony, you know. So it was quite tough. It was actually easier Damon, I didn't tell you this. It was actually easier to to learn your song uh, afresh than relearn some of the Lizzie ones because, like, it's, it's been drilled in my brain for so many years. Like, that's the harmony to play, and it, it gets yeah, so man. close, and it's like, oh no, it's the other one, you know. Um, but it keeps you on your toes. And I realised when we played it um, at rehearsal, there's no substitute for playing live with that live mindset because you can't mess up. You know, it's a rehearsal, but you play it like you mean it. And when, like, those songs, Lizzie's songs, even the rhythm parts, they're um, technical, they're dynamic. Uh, it's, a, it's an absolute joy to play all those songs. You know, the poppy side of, of hard rock requires a different approach on the guitar sometimes. And it's just a, it's a great work. It's like, like the priest stuff, you know. It's, it's dynamic in a way that heavy music really isn't as much today. Uh, it was more dynamic back in the day. So it was good to, as Damon said, you know, stretch stretch your wings a bit and uh, and approach those songs and an absolute breath of fresh air well damon i gotta ask you something now now i know you don't want to give too much away about the set list but you just ran down all the other guitar players so, so if if richie scott gorham in this equation you're going to cover all that turf and you ran down a lot of names but one you didn't mention is one of my all-time favorites and that's john sykes will we hear anything from the thunder and lightning album the final thin lizzy record Cold Sweat, title Ed, track, maybe? Eddie Trunk, maybe. Ah. Maybe not. 
oh. you, you, will have, you will have to tune I gotta in buy a and ticket. see. <laughs> hey, and I will say this as well. If we do play a song off of Thunder and Lightning, I will not be playing the John Sykes part. <laughs> that, Wait, so that's that Richie's got to be Gorham and Sykes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got his hands in his man, face. <laughs> I know this for a, I know this for a fact because Scott admitted it to me himself. I mean, there's some of those tracks on Thunder and Lightning that Scott's not even on. You know, like Sykes was basically playing all the parts. Right. Uh, you know, man, that was that was a tough period for the band uh, health wise. Those were those were dark times, especially for Phil and for Scott. So, uh, but yeah, brother. Uh, you of all people, Eddie Trunk, you will not be disappointed with this set list. I all right, let me you. ask you. All right, let me ask you two. Not from Thunder and Lightning. All right, these are two super underrated Thin Lizzy songs to me. Um, Angel of Death. We don't have a keyboard player, so we're not playing Angel of Death. You got to have keyboards for Angel of Death, Eddie. Hollywood. Maybe. Ah, maybe I get one of three. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Rich yeah, is sitting man. there saying, am I playing this stuff? Like, I, he, he, Rich has got his arms crossed. He's like, I guess we'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> it's, well, it's listen, that man. John Sykes solo. You know, like body language says everything. When someone brings up that John Sykes solo, I, I shut down. You know, I get all defensive. <laughs> like, and me and Damon were talking about it, you know, like, and uh, you can reiterate the, the story better than I can, Damon, but um, I think you guys were doing it and someone asked you, he said, are you going to do Cold Sweat? And you said, yeah, we're going to do it. And they said, you're right with that solo, bro, you know, or something like that. Because everyone knows that's just a, it's, a, it's a killer solo, but it's a pig to play. So we'll see how it goes on the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Megadeth, yeah. Megadeth covered Cold Sweat and recorded a cover of it. And, and even Dave and those guys kind of, freelance that solo a little bit it's not it's not right you know exactly what it is and they'd be the first to tell you uh the 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 challenge of that no doubt let's get to the important thing here because look anything you play from thin lizzy the catalog is so amazing and i've talked about this a million times sadly here in america uh, you know it's no it's a song or two people know generally unless you're hardcore but Thin Lizzy's such a huge band globally, this being a global stream. So you're going to have, I'm sure, people checking it out because they're fans of what uh, what you guys do, and they casually know Lizzy. And then you're going to have people maybe around the world watching and excited about this. Tell the audience, uh, Damon, how they get to watch it and what they have to do and where they have to go to get a ticket. Thank you, Eddie. It's very simple. Uh, we've been using a great platform called Veeps. You spell that V as in Victor, E-E-P-S. They have a great, the quality of the audio is fantastic. The video is great. All you got to do is go to damonjohnson.veeps.com, and it takes you directly to the ticket link. You can go to my website, just damonjohnson.com as well, and find your way around. But if you go to damonjohnson.veeps.com, it goes straight to the ticket link, uh, you can get a basic general admission ticket. There's some cool bundles in there where we're going to give fans the chance to, they can pre-order our new album, a signed CD or signed vinyl that we'll send them once we got that all together. Eddie, the coolest thing about this platform is they give the ticket buyer the flexibility of having 48 hours to watch the show whenever they want. And I've already had fans reach out from Japan, from Australia, from Russia. You know, they're like, thank you. You know, I don't have to, you know, you know, not be with my family on a Saturday right, morning. Time differences so I can be, and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Watching a rock show at five thirty in the morning, so uh, it's really fantastic, man. And, and you know, you can watch it as much as you want uh, over the entire weekend. And be, uh, given that there's this movie coming, which we've been lucky enough to see, and it's fantastic. Has there been talk, Damon, of doing stuff with, with Lizzie? I know I talked to Scott not too long ago, and he was actually really interested in doing a, a little, even he told me even maybe even a little run in America to sort of celebrate some of these anniversaries and stuff. Has there been talk of Lizzie going out? Eddie, there's always talk. You know, there really is. There's always talk. I think, you know, for Scott, then Lizzie is just, it's that mistress that he just can't put down. And, and certainly the fans are grateful for that. Um, and, you know, it's an honor for me to be even a small part of that. So, 
of course, the pandemic has changed everything. The pandemic has just made everything a question mark. But I do know Scott very much wants to do some more dates. Uh, there is a lot of great attention on the band right now with the Phil Lina movie, the 50th anniversary. And, you know, Thin Lizzy is absolutely one of those timeless great bands from an era that, you know, there was a, there were a lot of great bands and, and Lizzie was one of the best. So, uh, you know, man, that's why I'm, I'm really grateful to Scott and, and the rest of the guys in Thin Lizzy that, uh, you know, I can pursue my solo career full time and still be a part of Thin Lizzy because I don't, I don't think the band's ever going to do some massive 60 day tour. I don't think that'll ever happen again, but, uh, man, the phone rings. You want to go play at some Thin Lizzy shows? I'm there, and I and I'm grateful for that, and it's a real honor. All right, so everybody hey, go to Scott drummer as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh that's right. The drummer oh, Scott, Thin yeah, Lizzie. Scott played right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of See, people that have rotated in there. Tom Hamilton played some shows. I know. There's been a lot of different people that have uh, you know. Pl- uh, Vivian Campbell, I saw play with the band, so it's been uh, it's been pretty interesting. But we want to re- remind everybody, DamonJohnson.veeps.com, and that takes you right to the link to watch this 8 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, live as it happens from Nashville, and you can see it archived for 48 hours. Richie, i got to ask you, speaking of 50th anniversaries, uh, I know there's Priest stuff, again, that was put on hold and what have you. Most importantly, how's Glenn doing? Any update that you can give us on how he's doing? He's doing okay, man. I appreciate you asking. I know Glenn would as well. Um, you know, with this sort of challenge that he's got, it's it's up and down, you know. Um, I've seen a picture of him actually recently. He, uh, he FaceTimed with me and he's got, he's got a beard, which I don't think Glenn Tipton's ever had, which is, uh, he's like the, the new hipster 2020 Glenn Tipton. But, uh, <laughs> he, he, you know, good days, good, good days and bad days as, uh, as, you know, as only we can hope. So, uh, but he, he was in good spirits. So, uh, he'll definitely appreciate you asking. Thanks for that, dude. Yeah. Please send him my love. I mean, uh, we're all thinking of him and pulling for him and praying for him, uh, and hoping for the best there. And uh, as far as Priest plans, you guys are just, have you made progress on a new record or is that all on hold as well? Well, we started up earlier in the year, nothing no one doesn't already know. We started on uh, the new record earlier in the year, me, Glenn and Rob. Um, And then because, you know, we all went home for the summer and we were going to reconvene later on because we really want to get back together and do it all together. You know, that's where the magic happened on firepower. Um, And we just haven't had the chance to be able to do that. So uh, for the, for the, foreseeable i'm at home coming up with midsections and and solo sections in there you know we've got like 15 minute opuses no we haven't but you know because it's left up to me i'm coming up with others just guitar solos but as soon as we can as damon said you know as soon as we can we'll get back to some sort of normality we'll get back in the studio and continue with it uh, and of course, big times for Priest. You've got the 50th anniversary book, and you've got Rob's book, which I just got a copy of. I haven't had a chance to read yet. So there's still some things happening for Priest fans to check out to hold us over until new music or live shows happen. So um, anything I forgot that you need to add? I got about a minute before I got to wrap up so we can get your song in, Damon. Anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, I was going to tell you, Eddie, I'm also thrilled to... Uh I'm thrilled to share I've finally given my band its own moniker. You know, I've been a lifelong fan of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So we are now Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. And the bad news, the bad news for Richie Faulkner is he's now a member of the band. So so when, uh, you know, we're going to do the stream tomorrow night, we're going to rock all these Thin Lizzy songs and we're going to cap it with a performance of our you know, the title track from the new record, Battle Lessons. And Richie is killing it, Eddie. It's such a thrill to have him playing on it, man. So uh, he's stuck with us. We can't we can't play it live anymore without him. So uh, <laughs> until Judas Priest gets back on the road, you have a you have a new gig, Richie. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for that. Richie just found out on live radio that he joined another band. Who knew? It reminds me, I talked to Tony Iommi recently, and I talked to him about when Ian Gillen was in Black Sabbath, right? and 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 they and they just got drunk one night, and to- and Tony said to Ian, "You got to come sing in the band." And Ian was drunk and said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." And that's how Ian Gillen got in Black Sabbath. And the next day, Ian's man, the next day, Ian's manager called him and said, "Hey, why don't you consult me before you join a major band?" That's a true story. It's amazing. Wow. That's how I've stuff never happens. Heard that. Yeah, that's, that's a true story. That's Guys, incredible. it's great to see you both. Uh, Damon, congratulations on the new music. 
Richie, congratulations on the on the baby. My best to you and your wife. And uh, we look forward to normal times where we can all hopefully hang out and do do all this sort of stuff face to face. And again, DamonJohnson.veeps.com is where you go. I I'll tell you what. There's a barrage of streams right now, as you know. And I I'm kind of like okay, okay, another stream, but. Playing all Thin Lizzy songs, you two. I, I got. I'm going to get on that computer at least and <laughs> check some of that out. Well, a lot of fun talking to those guys. Uh, that was done, as you could probably tell, over Zoom, which means there is video of it as well. If you are a SiriusXM subscriber, you can watch that if you'd like. Available on demand on the SiriusXM app. Like I always tell you, all the interviews here on the podcast come to you from my daily radio show on SiriusXM. Trunk Nation heard. Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 106 Volume with nightly replays, 10 to midnight Eastern, and, of course, everything on demand on the app as well. Please join me if you're not already and you are in the U.S. or Canada. Of course, I am on vacation, so I'll be back with live shows on 106 starting next Thursday. You can check out best ofs in the time slots, though, the rest of the way. Thank you to Katie Rizari for producing the podcast. Remember to connect with me on social media at Eddie Trunk, especially on Twitter where I am most active. And again, a big thank you to Goodies, Goodies Hangover, powerful pain reliever, boosting ingredient. You get some fast pain relief and a boost of alertness. It'll help you battle the groggy, tired feeling that comes with a hangover. It is hangover relief at the speed of powder. It's available at Walmart, Dollar General, Amazon, other fine retailers, more information about Goodies Hangover at goodiespowder.com. See you guys next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.